Guru Nation, welcome to Lucky episode number 777. And it's very fitting that this one was with Brad Hightower. On the first day I ever met him, maybe two hours removed from meeting him, at the Save Our Sites conference prep. So the day before the actual conference, which I predicted in this episode would be the best conference in research. A lot of the feedback, not to brag, was exactly that. I, of course, feel that way. I'm, of course, very biased. Make up your own decision. If you didn't go, come next year. Brad, for those that don't know, an amazing site owner, an inspiration to everyone, including myself, started out as a phlebotomist, built Oklahoma City's largest site, I believe, now is expanding into Arkansas. We talk about his origin story, how he started, the early days, and what's to come. We leave it on a good cliffhanger for future episodes. Connect with Brad. His LinkedIn is underneath. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Inado. Inado is a free tool for business development. Inado is an amazing place where you can get uh, studies if you have therapeutic area expertise. Uh, I use it on a weekly basis. I'm always finding interesting things there. Go check it out. It's completely free. Links in the show notes. Next sponsor is Creo. I cannot imagine life without Creo. I'm on it every day. It's eSource, eReg, CTMS. Help you track the financials. Help you invoice. One-click invoicing for procedures. Whatever, however you want to customize it, patient recruitment, you can tie in a phone line to it, a text messaging, auto text reminders to patients. It's an amazing tool. Pay for only what you need, not everything. Check it out in the show notes. With that being said, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for watching. It's a very special episode. We're at Save Our Sites. This is actually, we just met in person, like shook hands for the first time, like two hours ago. So it's nice to, to meet you, Brad. Yeah, nice to meet you. It's hard to believe it's taken this long. <laughs> it's an insane, but we've got SOS tomorrow. So when you're watching this, it would have already happened. I've heard already from the future, it's like the best conference there is. It may be the best conference that's ever existed in the history of all mankind. Uh, <laughs> probably. Probably. So for those that don't know Brad, Brad Hightower, he's one of the co-founders of SOS. He's also got Hightower Clinical. Uh, he's got Note to File podcast. And he's got a very popular LinkedIn page where he rants, raves, does all kind of stuff. All kind of cool Fair. stuff. But this is like the origin story. People want to know because I do think you're like a huge inspiration, Brad. Even to site owners that are already doing this for a while. Like you're an inspiration to me, actually. Um the way you've built your site and you've gotten all these specialists and 80 studies a year and you're on some of these trials, you're enrolling like hundreds of people. That's inspiration, man. I appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of the reason I broke off to do this on my own was from from watching your videos. So <laughs> it comes full circle. You know, full I mean, you, you were an inspiration to me and uh, I was working, you know, in a nonprofit spinoff of like a cardiovascular hospital uh doing you know clinical trials it really wasn't going great i wanted to do my own thing i wanted to work with community physicians i didn't know what to do though i mean even now i still think we lack you know very solid 
instructionals on like how to do these things. So that's why we're doing this conference. Exactly, exactly. And you know, from watching you know the videos you had put together over the years, I was like, you know, I think I can, I can put these pieces together. I think so. Yeah, I mean, again, in, in so many ways, the only reason I'm here is from from watching the content you've been putting out for for what twelve years now, probably uh, since 2010. So yeah, what is it? 14. Yeah, Dang. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. My first video, I deleted it six months. <laughs> I was so embarrassed by it, but you just keep getting better. And I think that's one of the things about being a side owner too, is you evolve your skill set. I'm on like my sixth company. You're on your first, but you're, you're growing that thing into something crazy and something very aspirational for well, people watching. To your point, I mean, it's even then it's pivoted in many ways from how I originally thought it would go. You know, it was going to be 100% embedded within, you know, these smaller community practices. Then we ended up having a small standalone site uh, for a little while. Uh, and now it's, you know, embedded inside a, you know, large health system and a big hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we, we still embed within small clinics, but all along the way, it's been changing. Did you have the for the vision that it would be this big? Say that again. Did you have the vision that it would actually be this big, as big as it is no, now? No, I think it's already gone beyond what I originally expected. And I'm sure you've faced this too, but all along the way, sort of deciding like how <laughs> how big do you want to get? Um, because there's still a ton of unexplored opportunities, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, un underserved communities. I mean, so no, it's already bigger than I expected it to be. And especially in... Feels like it's been forever, but it's only been you know six years or so. <laughs> you've th that's another thing is you've done it fast, like it really is aspirational. I know if it's like motivating me, it's got to be motivating people out there who haven't started sites, you know. And we need more, man. We need more people. We do in their communities, serving their communities that aren't big academic medical centers. Nothing against them, but. Uh, you know, and that's why I love this. I mean, like we see the smattering of people across the country who are trying to build that in their communities. So I think, yeah, we need, we need more, man. Now, when you say you got started, like you stumbled into it on accident, like most people, people don't know you were a phlebotomist. I was, yeah. And, you know, when I was really young, <laughs> I thought, you know, I wanted to go to med school. I had to get a job in college. There was a plasma center hiring. So I was like, they were literally just hiring entry-level phlebotomists, people with no experience. But you you already had your certificate? Not or at that time. Oh, so okay. I went in and I stuck. By the time I'd quit, I'd stuck literally like 25,000 people. Like the wow. computer kept a record. And so. how many years was that that you were there? I was probably, you know, three or four years. Three or four years. Yeah, yeah. So when did you hear about research, like the first time? So my sister-in-law worked at the university as a clinical research coordinator. Ah, okay. Uh during that time, I had like... Sister-in-law, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, my, my wife's sister. Okay. Uh, she was leaving the position for, you know, something better for her. And she's like, you should come just check out the position. And you have some of the skills that would transfer over. Uh, you should really give it a shot. And, you know, I, I didn't love it at first. It took me a good year or two to really feel comfortable and to sort of sort of like what I was doing. That probably didn't help that I was in, you know, an academic center where things are very 
it's like pulling teeth to get yeah. anything done. Yeah. Uh, but it took, yeah, there were times in those first couple of years where I was like, I don't know if this is for me, you know? I see. So how do you go from that? Because usually those kind of settings are so, it's the opposite of aspirational. What's the anti-nim of that uh, aspiration? Yeah. It's like depressing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is almost, you're most incentivized to not uh, yeah. <laughs> do work, frankly. So um, did you feel that when you were there? At first I did. Um, I did have, you know, um, the luck of having like a really good, uh, there's a really good business manager there in that department in neurology. And I think he really kind of helped inspire me to actually just take it upon myself to figure it out. Otherwise, I was just sort of coasting along. So this guy played a role in shaping He did, your... yeah, yeah. And he's long gone since then. Um, Todd Barnes, if you're ever out there, if you're out there listening by some stroke of wow. luck, then... He's not an SOS. Think, Where uh, is he at? He didn't yeah. start a site. <laughs> <laughs> now, he stayed within the university. He had a more like, a, you know, kind of business administration role for the department, wow. not even research specifically. But um, I really just was like, you know what? I'm going to give this like a real try. Yeah. I'm going to go. But like, how did you even see the, like when you're in that kind of setting? So it really was this guy showing you that it's possible. Cause when I know so many people in that setting, that don't even think I could start a site or they think it's so complicated because around them, everything's complex. They're like, I'll never be able to hire 30 people to start a site when you don't need anyone but yourself really to start a site. No, it's true. And, so and how did you connect those dots? Like I'm, I'm, uh, so it, actually by then I had moved on and I was working for this heart hospital. Okay. Um, so he inspired me to just be able to like figure it out on my own, which I feel like a lot of us have to do this in clinical trials. So it was like, go figure out how to find studies, go figure out how to negotiate budgets, go figure out how to do the IRB submission, go figure out how to make relationships within this industry. And so I was able to build that department up, which was basically doing nothing. So this was your third job now by this, this time? This was the first, still the first oh, job. Still the this first? is still the first job. The Plasma Center? No, 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 no. So it was Plasma Center, then University CRC. So uh, gotcha, second, gotcha, second gotcha, job. gotcha, okay. Uh, at that, but at that point I'd, was looking to see what else it's a very small research market in Oklahoma City so you know I found this heart hospital they had a research uh, they brought me in as a manager I eventually became the director but it, not it was better than working in a university but the incentives still weren't very well aligned most of the physicians didn't want to do research it was sort of uh, forced on them in many ways um, and then you know I started watching your content and a lot I was like you know I'm talking to and seeing physicians in the community who want to do trials, but don't know how, don't have the infrastructure, don't wow. cost too much money. And then actually approached the board where I worked and said, we should be partnering with these community physicians. I see. Uh, and they said, that's a really good idea. We'll take it to the board. So you were an intrapreneur. I was trying to be an intrapreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the board, I guess, decided that wasn't the direction they wanted to go. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Either you, way. At that point, you're like, screw this. Yes. And I'm going to do was, it. I had come in for my annual review with the COO of the hospital. Uh, and he was like, you know, I think you're doing, you're doing well, you know. And I'm like, you know what? But I'm going to stop you. I'm putting in my notice right now. I'm making the jump. And I'm going to do this. Wow. I'm going to do this myself. And so do you think you were born an entrepreneur or did you slowly evolve into one? Because you're a full-blooded entrepreneur I, right now. I don't think I was 
necessarily born that way. I was always more drawn to the arts. I was a musician. Right. Um, That's what people don't know. You were you're a musician, baseball but, player. Yeah, I played I played baseball, and you know, I I feel like it's funny because even when I was in a band, I was the one booking our tours. So there may be mm. some hidden uh, entrepreneurship in there. Yeah, I was the one Project making manager? sure, maybe, making sure we got paid. <laughs> you know, as we uh, book shows around the country. Okay, but I never really considered myself an entrepreneur. I never considered myself a businessman. But you still uh, gravitated towards the business aspects. I did. Like well, you were and, interested and more, in it was just I felt like everyone was doing it wrong. You know, I see. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be a the wisest business decision in the world. Um, but I felt, uh, though, that just it, we were really not utilizing uh, the opportunities available to help better serve the community. Uh, so in, you in like clinical to trials, figure you know? out, you like to hack things. You're a hacker? That was it, man. I found a problem and I'm like, I think I can, I think I can f help fix this problem a little bit, you know? I see. That makes sense. Knowing what I know about you is like, and the things you complain about, they're usually like... You're not just complaining to complain. You you're usually saying like, "Why is it not done this way?" It's the same reason why you quit your job. And it's the same. <laughs> I talked to somebody here today, and like the idea is like work backwards, right? Like first thing you have to do is identify where these problems are, and then you need to know them really, really well. I think, uh -huh. I think you need to figure out what the problem is and why it's a problem. And I think that takes you know takes some time. And unfortunately, a lot of what you see during that process is looks like complaining mm -hmm. but it's really looking at the problem from a lot of different angles reverse to figure out why it's a problem so basically you're like a hacker reverse engineer i mean that <laughs> overlaps with entrepreneur i feel like those are way too sophisticated titles to give me <laughs> but uh it's conceptually it's not well compared wrong. to me like i'm a little different because i think i'm like full-fledged entrepreneur i remember since i was four i never thought i would own a business i I just didn't know what that meant, but I'm not a, I think it could be done better guy. I'm more of a, like, I get pumped about things that are working. And if it's not, I just don't care. I keep figuring it out. Right. But I don't necessarily start with that. You know, I'm just, I find a business and I'm like, okay, this can do it. Like only when it breaks, then we fix it. Sure. But it seems like you tinker constantly. Uh, much to the chagrin of my, my staff, <laughs> because I'm like. We're trying this this week. We're trying this this week. But unfortunately, I feel like that's the only way you're going to figure it out with yeah. with any relevance, you know? Like, you can pick a thing and run with it. But then you find that you're, like, shoehorning it in where it doesn't make sense or, like, you're having to use it in ways that don't actually serve you very well. So, yeah, I'm, Tinker is maybe the most... That makes uh, so much sense. ...most accurate way, you know, of describing for, it. For someone who's followed you for a while and then in the last year, because of this, gotten closer... Uh, it's consistent with what I just heard. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Sure. Interesting. Okay. So then you started Hightower Clinical. Um, what did you do? Like what, how did, did you think it would be as easy as finding one doctor? And that, that's all I cared to do to start. Find one doctor. I found one practice. It was a cardio cardiovascular clinic. They had a ambulatory surgery center downstairs so they could do some sur surgical stuff as well with some vascular surgeons and i just went out and got a few cardiology trials that was it that was my first first thing i wasn't thinking about anything else <laughs> start there 
let's see what I can do. Uh, along the way, I found, well, there's a, here's a migraine trial. You know what? I used to work in <laughs> neuro. Let me go find a neurologist. Yeah. And then you start putting pieces together. Some things work. Again, I think it's tinkering. Some relationships yeah. work. Some don't. Some uh, models work and some don't. Uh, and hopefully, you know, you don't have to go through too many failed experiments before you find a couple that have some, you know, kernel of something that's going to work to them. Yeah. So that, that first study, how long did it take you to get it? Like you get the PI. I got it fairly soon just because I'd had that relationship in cardiovascular that was still pretty warm. Okay. Uh, So I was able to grab some trials pretty quick, but they were not particularly good trials. Um, they were hard and they didn't, Very they didn't do Those are well. the ones that give you the yeah, studies. Right, first. exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we grinded through those first few trials, just kind of breaking even, maybe not even that. At this point, was it just you? It was just me. And yeah. the, were you paying rent anywhere? Or? No, but part of the deal was we did get sort of a 10 by 10 room within that physician practice. Perfect. And I was like, just give me a closet. So you had like no expenses, basically. Correct, it was just yeah. you and whatever the patients got paid. Yep. Some equipment, a little bit of equipment, <laughs> uh, you know, to put some calibration okay. tags on. And they were sucky studies, but you still made some money. True. Yeah. What point did you decide, hey, I'm going to hire a coordinator? Um, it was close to a year in, probably. A year in. Yeah. Okay. And I really wanted to wait until I felt like I needed it and that I wouldn't succeed without it. Uh, I, do, I do think sometimes people jump a little too soon to yeah. let's start hiring people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was about a year in. So, it's 2024 now. So, when was this? Uh, what year are we talking about here? Uh, that would have been 2018. Wow. So, 2017 is like when you went out on your own kind of? Yeah, I believe somewhere 2016, 2017 okay. is when I full on okay. left and did it on my own. I think okay. it was about early 2018 when when I finally started bringing people in. And now we're, I think, 13 deep. Um, wow, 13 deep. We probably need more, <laughs> desperately. And, and you're growing your side, and now are you comfortable talking about expanding? Or you're going to keep it under wraps? No, no, we signed a cancer center in Arkansas. There you um, go. I was going to say congrats on And that. we already have been study awarded. Uh, we, we should do SIV in uh, March, I think. We're already trying to. Get, get scheduled so wow yeah we're already moving okay moving along trying to scale slowly slowly but surely so it's a work in progress and brad man you're an inspiration to so many including myself it's Likewise, nice to finally dude. meet you in person and this is the first of many they're calling us i think it's your turn All right. um but thank you so much everybody go follow brad underneath his linkedin's underneath and if you're listening on the audio same thing go connect with him if you are not already, which I would find hard to believe, but go do it. Thank you. Thanks, man.